unstoppable kick-ass confidence. Are you ready? Welcome to the Raw and Unscripted Show with Christopher Roush, where we help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. Now please welcome our host, Christopher Roush. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Let's try that again. Raw and Unscripted. Unstoppable kick-ass confidence. Are you ready? Welcome to the Raw and Unscripted Show with Christopher Roush, where we help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. Now please welcome our host, Christopher Roush. And welcome to the show, your host, Christopher Roush. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? Welcome to the Raw and Unscripted show with yours truly, Christopher Roush, your No Excuses Coach, the place where I help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. What's going on, Tuesday night, people? Misfits for Life are in the house. Whether you're watching this live or on the replay, this show is special. This show is just me. There's no particular guest here on the show. And this is truly a raw and unscripted show. <clears throat> I've been going a mile, a million miles an hour today, and I've had a couple of crazy weeks, and my mind's just kind of all over the place. So just bear with me. But tonight we're going to talk about a very important subject called surrender. So most important, this is what I want this opportunity for us to be tonight. This is an intimate conversation between you and I, and I want your questions. I want what's going on in your life. If you feel like you don't want to say it out loud, hit me on a DM. I'll check it up here and I'll answer your question because most importantly, what I would like to do tonight. Is I would like for us all to walk away from this conversation feeling like we have the ability to surrender, like we have the ability to let go of what is not for us in our lives because there's so much chaos and there's so much overwhelm going on in the world. I want all of us to walk away from this conversation feeling a little bit more enlightened and being able to release something that we've been hanging on to in this 30 to 45 minutes that I'll be talking to you. So I apologize. My, my, my voice is kind of going because I've been talking a lot, but I appreciate each and every one of you, whether you're here live or on the replay. We've got Randy in the house. What's up, Randy? Good. Good to see you, brother. Uh, it's so great to see all your posts out there. Um, you're living life, man. You're out there. You're connecting. You're doing the business. And you're bringing it with authenticity and transparency. Uh, I love you, man. Thank you so much for being here. We got Scott's in the house. Scott Rickard is in the house. He says, hey, Chris, for those of you guys listening here on the podcast. Um, so thank you, gentlemen, for being here. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm just going to pause. I'm going to surrender for a minute <clears throat> because my throat is kind of all scratchy. Uh, it's been a crazy, crazy day. And in this show, particularly, I want to talk about, and I am going to talk about the fact of how we can all surrender what is no longer working for us, our belief systems, trust issues, past uh, experiences in our, in our, in our childhood that we need to let go of. Because right now so many people are dealing with so much stuff. And what happens is we take on a lot of stuff in our life. We take it on, we take it on, we take it on, we repress it, we suppress it, or sometimes we express it. But most often, most people just repress it and suppress it. And then they put it into a cute little box and they think everything's good and that they've let it go and they've dealt with it. But what happens later on in life, something happens to trigger the opening of that box and then voila, all that stuff you neatly packed up in that nice little box that you thought you took care of comes back to deal for you to deal with. And that's the thing that we avoid. And that's the thing we're going to talk about tonight. So <clears throat> again, I appreciate you guys being here, um, whether you're live or on the replay again. Uh, one other thing I want to emphasize as well, because this show wasn't on podcast for a while. We had a situation on the podcast network that we were on. So things got delayed, but I'm happy to say that now it's on, available on podcast. So anywhere you go, you can find the Raw and Scripted show on Spotify. You can find it on iHeart. You can find it on iTunes. And if you want, I can actually tell you right now, um, right here. 
So you actually can just even go to my website, ChristopherRoush.com forward slash podcast um, dash shows. You can go over there and, uh, and subscribe to it. I would appreciate it. If you dig this show, please go leave me a review on iTunes. iTunes is the most popular. So I'm getting back into the podcasting game. <clears throat> I originally actually started this show mostly just to keep people going through uh, COVID and everything, uh, but it's something that has stuck. So um, it's something that I enjoy doing and bringing to you guys every single week. So um, when you think about what it is that we need to surrender, think about that word alone. Think about when you say surrender, what is your immediate reaction to that word? Is it something that you feel good about or does it feel like you've you've been defeated, like you've having to give up, right? So think about when our childhood was, what was it that we had to surrender? We had to surrender when we were defeated, when we were overwhelmed, when we didn't have enough people, when we were failing. You know, we had to surrender. We had to raise the white flag. Don't forget to raise the white flag, ladies and gentlemen. Turn on my earrings. Um, you know, don't forget to, you know, raise the white, white flag if you're not able to complete or compete or anything else. So we associate surrendering with weakness. We associate surrendering with losing. And that's the problem with a lot of the words that we use today is we don't necessarily examine the meaning behind the words, right? Think about that, the meaning around, around the words that we use. So to surrender for me, always felt like it was weakness. It was always like, no, I don't need to surrender anything. I can take on more. I'm a man. I can take on more. I can handle it all. I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. And guess what? I did it for a long, long time. And that was my belief system. My belief system is that I can do it. I can do it. I can take it. Bring it on. Bring it on. Bring it on. I'm stud. I've got, I've got the capacity to do this. And then I crashed. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, Christopher Roush crashed. I didn't crash physically. Well, physically, I actually did. Um, my body shut down. My adrenals shut down. Uh, my cortisol, cortisol levels were through the roof. I was in bad, bad shape. Literally the next day after having so much go on, I felt like my body got dropped off a two-story building. Literally, I was like, what the hell happened? And I started going to all these different doctors and I found out that um, that my adrenals had crashed. And I said, so what do we got to do? What kind of medicine do I have to take to, to rehabilitate them? And they said, Chris, you need to rest. You need to rest. For the first time in my life, I had to surrender that I was not as strong as I actually thought I was. I was not impenetrable. I was not invincible. And quite honestly, I was almost unstoppable. I was almost in, the, in, those, in those moments because it was for me, it was like, I'm not perfect. I'm not all that in a bag of chips. And it really caused me to have to go in and look at my belief systems, look at my truths, if you will, examine what my identity was in order to really get to a spot where I could heal myself. Because I, the doctors told me I could not continue on doing what I was doing. They gave me, uh, I can't remember what kind of medicine they gave me, but literally I started, I started compensating everything with my ADD medicine. So I started taking more Adderall. I was taking more Ritalin. So I was doing whatever I had to do in order to tape it and race it and keep going because I wasn't ready to surrender to the fact that I was not perfect. I was not ready to surrender to that. But nature in its infinite ways, and if you talk to God, source, universe, whatever you want to put the label on it, um, God, source, universe was saying, Chris, no, you need to learn this lesson. So I not only crashed once, but I crashed twice. And on the second time, I was like, maybe the doctors and maybe everybody else has something going on here because I was living on about three to four hours sleep. I was truly conquering the world. I was successful. I was in my zone of greatness, in my zone of excellence, if you will. And I was doing everything. But there was something inside of me that was breaking down. There was something inside of me that was breaking down. And God, universe, source will give us lessons when we least want them and when we least expect them because we need to learn something. We need to wake up about something. I did a show, I don't know, three or four months ago. You should go check it out. It's called Signposts. Signposts and something else. And basically it was like 
when we go through life, we get these little hints. I call them hints at first. You know, Glenn Morshower calls them the whisper. What's up, Robert Broker? Good to see you. Thank you for being here so much. Um, yeah, you know, they're signposts. Glenn Morshower calls them the whispers. But we do have opportunities in our life where we get indications that we should we should switch what it is that we're doing. That maybe perhaps what it is that we're doing isn't working out in our best interest right now, but we don't want to see it. We don't want to recognize it. We don't want to admit it. We don't want to face the truth about those situations. So what do we do? We defer or we go to our short-term gratifications to get us through those little periods where we're not feeling so great to reamp us up to be able to go through that again. But I can tell you guys, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you have to be ready to surrender. The sooner we learn how to surrender, the sooner we learn how to release, the sooner we learn how to lighten our load, the sooner we become happier, the sooner we become more focused and the sooner we find clarity. And I can tell you this. So I got a few books here just to kind of share with you on the get go that I've been I've done my research. And one of the great books that I read many, many years ago when I was deciding how to how to actually let go was buying this this book, letting go the pathway to surrender. David R. Hawkins. So you tell I have done my research, David R. Hawkins. It's a thick book. I'm not going to go into the book. Um, you know, there's a lot of great things in here. It talks about the anatomy of motions. Um, it says here, actually, I'll just read this for the hell of it. There's a simple way to become conscious of the underlying emotional goal behind any activity through the use of the question, what for? With each answer, with we, with each answer what for is asked again and again until the basic feeling is uncovered. Um, there is so much great stuff in here. It talks about desire. It talks about pride. It talks about courage. It talks about reducing stress and physical illness. This book right here, ladies and gentlemen, Letting Go, The Pathway to Surrender by David R. Hawkins. Um, I have listened to this and I've read it more than a few times because again, I realized by that second signpost, that second slap in the face by God, universe source, that I needed to do something. Otherwise, I was going to continue to crash. And as I crashed, I was losing the ability, losing strength, losing desire, losing hope with all my conscious beliefs that I was invincible, that I was truly unstoppable. And now I was starting to find out that I was, uh, in fact, flawed. Right. So I had to surrender to a lot of different things. And the first thing I had to surrender to was any previous notion or identities that I had about myself being that person. So sometimes we have a construct in our mind where we, we build almost a caricature of ourselves and we see ourselves as this person, whether it's a victim or a victor, we see ourselves as that person. We had that opportunity in those times to really shift what it is that we were conditioned to believe about ourselves. And you think about that, you think about the caretakers in our life, the teachers, the parents, the extended family, the friends of friends, our friends, whatever influences we had, church, whatever influences we had as kids, think about that conditioning process that taught us what to believe is true. You know, you got to, you got to keep going. You got to work hard. You got to do these things. You can't give up. You know, you, you got to stick to your principles. You got to do all these different things. Nobody ever teaches us that, hey, there might be an opportunity in life, midlife, whatever it might be, where you're going to get to a point where you're going to have so many ideologies, so many different identities, so many different truths, so many different um, beliefs and attitudes and everything else in our brain that your, your capacity to be able to process it all just becomes overwhelming. And that is what's going on with people today. People are so overwhelmed. They're like, Chris, I got this and I get this and I got that and I got this and I got this and I got that and I'm dealing with this. And, I, and oh yeah, I've never even dealt with that. They've got so much stuff that they're a ticking time bomb. And I'm sure that many of you have known people who were ticking time bombs or that became a ticking time bomb that went off and suddenly they were dead or suddenly they had an illness that was unrecoverable. God, universe source has a way of telling us you're going to fucking stop. 
You're going to go, you're going to surrender. You're going to figure this out. And I think, actually, I believe, I believe that's a part of the reason why sometimes we get those debilitating diseases. We have been told and told and told so many times through those signposts to release, to let go, to forgive, to have empathy, to heal, to grow, to, 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 to pivot. But we don't do that because we want certainty. As long as I do these things, I am certain. We want certainty because we want safety. Again, why do we want safety? Think about the conditioning process that we went through as kids. Think about that. Oh, be safe out there. Don't get hurt. Oh, you got, you be careful. Da, da, da. You know, we don't know what happened if this happened and this happened. I catch myself saying it. I have a five-year-old son. I'm like, oh, stop that. Don't do that. You know, da, 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 da. I tell him no more times than I tell him yes. And that's coming from me, the no excuses coach. That's coming from the, from the guy who understands child psychology and human development and what goes on during those processes. For every yes, he gets a hundred no's or stop that or don't do that or get away from that. You might not know blah, 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 blah. all this negativity. But yet again, I ask you the question, where in our path has somebody come back and said, oh, hey, by the way, all that stuff you learned as a, as a kid when you didn't even have enough brain capacity for emotional intelligence, by the way, let's, let's undo some of that stuff. Let's undo that stuff proactively instead of reactively so that you don't have a, a point in your life where you crash and you know who the fuck you are. You don't know where you are. You don't know what you're doing and you don't know why you're doing it for. And if that resonates with you, please let me know because I've talked to lots of people, especially over the last couple of months, and especially over the last couple of weeks, just my way of reaching out and helping everybody is that we're hanging on to too much stuff. We're hanging on to it because we're scared. We're scared. I was just talking to somebody today earlier, like, you know, I'm afraid to let go of this identity or this belief system because I, that's one that I've carried with me my entire life. And to not have that anymore feels vulnerable. You feel exposed. Have any of you guys ever felt like that? Have you ever felt like you don't want to give up a certain aspect of your, of your personality or identity because that's all you've ever known? I've talked to people who smoke and people who drink like, Chris, I've drank since I was 17 years old. I wouldn't know how to act out in public if I wasn't drinking. I'm like, I don't know how to act right now. But guess what? Every single day that you commit to changing who it is that you are and being more congruent in your path, being more congruent in your message, being more congruent in your legacy, guess what? You will get stronger and it does become easier, right? When you quit drinking or you quit doing anything else for the first 20, 30, whatever days, you're like, uh, 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 uh. and then what happens? That anxiety, that tension, that pressure starts to release. It starts to release and you start, you start noticing that you don't notice it as often as you did before. Of course, it's going to be in your, it's going to be in your periphery all the time because that's what it is that you focused on, whatever it might be. Oh, I, I play this role. I play this victim. I play whatever it is. And what would it be like if I didn't play a victim anymore? Oh my God, what would that do to so-and-so? What would that do to that? What if I surrendered the fact that my childhood happened for me instead of to me? What if it's, I decided now to be a victim instead of a victor? Because again, going back to surrender, surrender does not equal failure. Surrender to me is again, like asking for help. It is strength. It is strength to say, you know what? I'm done. I'm done. I'm going to surrender. Here's one for all of us to do. I am going to surrender to the fact that no matter what I say, no matter what I do, no matter what news sources I post, no matter how fucking convicted I am about this message, it's not going to change somebody else's mind unless I have a fucking conversation with them. Let that one sit for a second. <clears throat> Let that one sit for a second. Cheers. It's been one of those days. What's up, Robert's in the house. Thank you, Robert, for being here. And again, if you have questions, if you have comments, if you have things that are going on, please comment on here. This is a safe space. This is raw and scripted, baby. 
This is what we want to do. We want to set the example for other people who are watching this on the replay or listening to this on the podcast. We want to set the example that there is opportunity for us to be vulnerable. So if there's something you need to surrender, I would love for you to put it in the box. What is it that you need to surrender? So thinking about that again, surrendering perfection. Ooh, let's talk about that. Oh yeah, I got to surrender everything being right. I got to surrender. That's uncomfortable again. Why? Because of predictability, predictability and certainty. Again, we're taught that. That's the way I was back in 2019 when I had my coach, Sally Anderson, who I got to talk to today. Um, she, she, she illuminated to me as much as I argued and fought with her. She goes, Chris, you're still in survivor mode. You're still in survivor mode. You're not in thriver mode. And the reason why I was in survivor mode, because I was not willing to surrender my control over the predictability of my certainty. Think about that. I was not willing to uh, to remove my control over having certainty because of my my previous situation. I was like, I, that's never going to happen to me again. I'm never going to be vulnerable. I'm never going to be homeless again. I'm going to do X, Y, and Z to protect myself against that happening so I can be safe, so I can be certain, so I can be comfortable. Again, think about surrendering. Is surrendering comfortable or not? No, it's not comfortable. But I ask you the question, when have you grown the most? When you were comfortable or uncomfortable? When have you learned and grown the most? When you were comfortable, oh yeah, life is all good. I'm, yeah, yeah, you know, it's all awesome. It's good, it's good. Or when it was a freight train hit you on the side of the head and God, universe source said, no, you need to learn a lesson. And during those times, we didn't think we could survive it. We didn't know how we were gonna survive it, but we did and we do every single time. If we choose to, if we have to have the mindset that, hey, no matter what it is that I go through, I get to grow through it and hopefully, for each and every one of you, when you grow through something, you go back and you teach somebody else to do the same thing, right? You go back and teach your family, you teach your kids, you teach your coworkers. Oh, I went through something similar like that. And here's what I did to get through it. Isn't there an amazing gift that we can give each and every one of the people that come in contact with us? If we have been through something, we have the opportunity to help them get through it too. And they may not take any of our advice. They may tell us that we're all jacked up and fucked up. But as long as we're there for them on the other side to say, hey, listen, I'm not going to say I told you so, but I'm going to say I'm here for you now. And here's some other important lessons that you might want to learn too. Now I've done that. I've been one of the biggest things you want to talk about surrendering. Oh, so I've had to surrender my, <clears throat> my belief that I could literally help anyone, you know, as far as coaching goes, I mean, I can't help, but I literally thought you give me anybody who's struggling with something and I will, I will spin them around and figure out what it is that they need to do to change in order to get what they want. And I could, and I can, except. I can't, I can't, I can't give that desire desire. So I had to surrender the fact that there were people I love and people that I loved that were doing things to themselves that I could easily see because I'm an expert in this area. I could easily see what it is that they were doing to themselves, where they were headed and what the outcome was going to be. And I wanted to prevent that outcome to save them. I wanted to, I wanted to rob them of their journey to get to experience the lesson that they needed to learn because I thought I was that person. I thought I was that person to interrupt that and to make everybody else better. And here's what I found out. Chris, run along, run along. We don't need your positivity all the time. We can have a bad day, Chris. And so I had to surrender that. Wait, 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 wait. People don't want inspiration all the time. People don't want motivation all the time. People don't want to have the fast track to their, to their successes, right? You know, that's what I thought. So I had to surrender. 
I had to surrender and it's difficult. I had to surrender with my mom too. I had to sit there and say, I have to let go of the situation. I cannot save her from doing the things that she's going to do that are going to end her life early. Think about that. You have loved ones in your life. You have to surrender. You have to surrender. You have to surrender the need to be in control. That's why people have fear of flying. That's why people have a fear of the dentist. That's why people have a fear of heights. Read the book, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway by Susan Jeffers. That's another great book. We want, we want control. Again, we want that certainty. So I invite each and every one of us to sit there and say, what is a particular area in my life that I am willing and ready to surrender control over? I'm, ready, I'm willing and ready to surrender control over how I'm going to die. I know people that, are, that pontificate and think about that. Like, I wonder how it's going to happen. I wonder what's going to happen. Da, da, da. How about just surrendering to the fact that it might not happen for another 35 years? And how about enjoying every one of those moments in between? instead of thinking and wondering and worrying about what inevitably couldn't happen for another decade or two decades. But yet so many people carry around that stress and that weight in their life. Oh, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder, what if, what if, what if, oh, la, la, la. how about just letting it go? How about just letting it go and saying, wow, it's a beautiful moment. Talk about surrendering. I had to surrender that too, because I was always tied to outcomes and results. I would tell you where I'm going to be in four months and how successful I would be and what new job promotion I would have or what new clients I would have, because that was my, I had the science of predictability and certainty. So when I had to sit back and relinquish that control and actually let go of needing to always be doing something, needing always to be proving something, needing always that validation, that certainty. Again, I wanted certainty because my childhood was filled with uncertainty. So I wanted to build up all the tools and all the walls to make life certain. Well, guess what? Certainty is boring. Sure, it's great for a while. I've talked to many, 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 many successful people who have lots of money, fame, and everything else. Guess what? When they get to that point where you think, oh, yeah, when I get to this point, then I made it. When I have this house, or when I have this series, or when I have this movie, or when I have this album out, when I have this, then I can relax. Then I can feel better. Then I know I made it. Guess what happens, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm not fucking around. They get there and go, I made it. I made it. I made it. Fuck. What happens if I lose it? What do I have to do to keep it? What if I, what if I lose it and, and people don't like me anymore? You immediately get to a spot where you make it. And then you start doubting yourself and second guessing yourself and start worrying about what it is that you're going to lose. So how about this? How about we don't worry about what it is that we're going to gain. And we trust that whatever we're supposed to gain, we're going to gain. And in those moments, we're going to be present, present. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, I've had my coach and my friend, she lost her husband uh, about a month ago, died, boom, gone. No goodbye, no nothing. Another friend, husband died in, her, died, died in his sleep. That was probably about two or three weeks ago. Gone, nothing, no more, no goodbyes, no nothing. I just heard about a kid who died. You know, people die every day. We will die, of course. Absolutely. And trust me, I think about it. I'm one of those people that tends to think about it. And that's another area where I'm really working hard on surrendering because it's like, Hey, why would I worry about that? Why would I increase my stress levels now? If the journey isn't supposed to end until I'm 88. But if I do what I'm doing to myself now, and I'm speaking like theoretically in a way, if I continue to stress myself out about something that may not happen for another 20 years, guess what? It might happen in six. It might happen in six because your body releases cortisol. And then what do you do? You go to short-term gratification. You have bad food, you have drinks, you have whatever else. 
to kind of band-aid it, thinking that you're going to deal with it someday, but then you don't. And then God comes knocking on your door and goes, hey, by the way, all that stress and everything else and all that shit you've been doing in your body. Hey, by the way, here's a heart attack. Maybe that'll wake you up. Here's a stroke. Maybe that'll wake you up. Hey, if you're not getting it then, maybe I'll give you muscular dystrophy or multiple sclerosis or whatever it might be for us to learn lessons to, 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 to let go. And I'm not saying that if you let go, you're still not going to get those things because I don't know what lessons we all have to learn in our life. But I can tell you this, when you start breathing through that, and again, like reading in this book, letting go, I was like, yeah. And you know, I love this book, the five regrets of the dying top five regrets of the dying. Woo. Yeah. You know, I love that book. Um, I couldn't even get through the entire book because I got my message loud and clear, probably three quarters of the way through the fact that I'm not going to live a life that anybody else wants me to live. I'm going to live my life. Like Bon Jovi says, it's my life. It's now or never. I ain't going to live forever. So I'm going to live while I'm alive because it's my life. Are you living your life right now for somebody else? Are you? I would love to know that. Are you living for your, for somebody else? Are you living in their opinions and judgments? Oh, I can't do that around this person. I can't do this. I can't do that. Oh, I have to do this for this person. I want, they want me to be this. That is going to kill you. That's going to wind up as a regret. So what about surrendering the need to have that validation? What about if everything was just okay, just to say, you know what? I'm beautiful as I am. I'm awesome as I am. I'm at peace where I'm at. But people can't say that they're at peace where they're at because they don't know where they're going. Do you know where you're going? Do you have a clearly written, defined statement about where it is that you're going and who you're going to be when you go? I do. You guys know that. You guys know that I've, I've created my eulogy and every single fucking day, I'm going to badger it. I don't care if you get tired of hearing about it. Every single day I wake up and I say, here's my intention is to fulfill that legacy. And I find ways every single day, whether I feel like it or not, to make sure I connect with someone to make sure when I go to bed at night and I sit there and I think back over my day, did I connect? Did I fulfill my intention? Did I fulfill my legacy today? Yes. Okay. Perfect. And there's always going to be triggers. There's always going to be opportunities in our life that are going to cause us to have that anxiety. And again, it goes back to the fight or flight response in our bodies because of the way we were back in the days when warriors and hunter gatherers and everything. So of course we're going to have that immediate reaction, but here's what you can do. Here's what you can do. And you can ask yourself the question, what am I making this to mean about me? Because so often we take things so personal, but it really isn't about us. It's about the person who's the reflection of us. It's about the person who is, who is, who is trying to externalize their fears and their worries and their desires for what it is that they're lacking within themselves. Think about that for a second. Just a second. What's up? We got some people in the house. We got Darlene in the house. I'm listening to all these people. I'm, I'm like, I was so in the zone. I wasn't even looking at the comments. Got Darlene in the house. What's up from Florida? Good to see you. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, Robert says here, I used to have a fear of heights. Now it's just a fear of falling. Yeah. Why is that? Why do we have a fear of heights? Why do we have a fear of falling again? Cause it's going to, we're out of control. We're out of control. I always think about that. Um, I always think about that. Robert says, cue the song, cue the song. Don't worry. Be happy. There's a funny story about that song. Uh, when my son was totally into, uh, the Muppets, there was a guy on there. I can't remember his name right at the moment, but he was, uh, he was a guy who's like a clown. I found out the guy that was a clown was actually a very famous actor. And he was also in the Bobby McFerrin video for don't worry, be happy, but he wasn't wearing the clown costume. 
there's some useless information for you. Oh, we got hooked on humanity in the house. What's up, beautiful? Uh, rocking and rolling, rocking and rolling. She says, I am making note of those books and I'm not done yet. I think I have one more and I've talked about it before, but oh, I have actually two more. Um, so yes, yes, yes. No, no. Thank you for being here. Uh, <clears throat> yes, yes, yes. Uh, appreciate you guys. So yeah. Um, where do I want to go from here and thinking about surrender? What is it that you guys are struggling with surrendering? What is it in your area that you're struggling with surrendering? Because when I think about, you know, the overall aspect of surrendering and, um, uh, I actually did, um, make, I was actually, cause this is something that I'm just going to be honest with you. Um, uh, one of my original intentions was to do this show and then do a blog about the show after I do the show with the guests or whatever I do. So I actually sat down and I said, let me write a blog as though I was going to do a blog about surrendering and see what I write and then do the show. And then I'll do the blog afterwards. But, um, you know, really about the questions that we can ask ourselves. That's what I was thinking about here. Am I clear on who I am becoming? Again, going back to that legacy aspect, if we don't know who it is that we're going to become, then how do we know what it is that we need to do in those moments to surrender that what's not working for us? And when I think about surrendering also, it goes back to our identity. When I left corporate back in November of 2019, I did not realize how much of my personal identity was wrapped up on that person that I was at work the director of operations, the responsibilities that I had, the relationships that I had, the oversight that I had, everything else. I, I guess I didn't realize it, but I carried that out into my personal life. So it was a part of my identity wherever, wherever I went. It's like, oh, Chris, what do you do? Well, you know, I'm a director of operations and I'm also a coach and a speaker, but there was identity wrapped up in that. There was a lot of trust, a lot of faith, a lot of beliefs, uh, a lot of constructs in my mind about my belief systems, about myself and my ego and everything else based on that identity. Here's what happens, lady gentlemen, if you ever had this situation, when you're no longer a part of that situation, let's just put it nicely, um, your identity goes away. That part just comes crashing down, crashing down. You're like, wait a minute. And you start second guessing everything that has happened in your life in those, in those moments. You're like, was that really this? Was that really that? Was that really this? Oh my God, maybe I'm not that. Maybe I'm not this. You go through a series of questions and rabbit holes that is unhealthy for most people, for, but for me, I welcomed it because I was like, whoa, there's some stuff here that I need to learn. Again, think about that. I need to learn so I can help other people go through this. And so I went through a period about four or five months where I was like, wow, so what, it, what do I really feel about this? And what do I really think about that? Because I had also had constructs in my mind about the organization and the rules I had to follow and the, and the, and the role I had to play and how much I toned down who I really was. So I took Christopher Roush, who I really am in my soul, and I had to, I had to like divvy them up and say, okay, here where you spend a majority of your time, by the way, at work here, you're going to be this person. You're going to strip away these things because those don't work. Those don't work well in the sandbox. So you're going to be this person. And in order to be this person for these people, maybe you have to make up something or be something else different. So you can actually be that person. And I'm not saying like, you know, create a character, but I'm, I'm saying in some situations, like when I got up in front of the whole entire company, I had to bring some extra stuff to the table. Because when you're in front of your peers, it's a lot different. I could be in front of thousands of people and be fine. When you're in front of a group of people you see every single day, there's a little bit more stress on that situation. So when I left and had to go through that, uh, it really identified the fact that we should not, we should not, ladies and gentlemen, we should not pick apart ourselves and our, and our own personal identities to make life better for anybody else. And again, that goes back to the five regrets of the dying. I've talked to people who recently lost somebody after many, many years and because of their identity, because how much they have changed, they said, Chris, I don't even know who I am anymore. And now I'm not even that person to that person anymore. So now I'm really fucked up. 
So again, if you're choosing to hide who you really are, if you're choosing to suppress and repress who you truly are, whether it's at work in your personal relationships or even with yourself, because people lie to themselves all the time, guess what? <clears throat> you will have regrets. And the point of the show and the inspiration for this show and the inspiration for my life is that I personally don't have any regrets and that I can inspire everybody that I come in contact with literally sometimes not to have those same regrets, not to have those same regrets because yes, we can release it and it's going to get released anyway. When we die, all of it's going to go poof. All of it's going to go poof. It's not going to matter at all. So what about this? What about this? How would you feel? Let me ask you this. How would you feel if you were able to let go of all the overwhelm that was not serving you? I'm saying not serving you because overwhelm does serve you because it acts as a grind to be able to get you to do shit that you weren't normally going to do. It's called stress. It's called, um, it's called leverage, right? So we don't want to lose all the, all the stress and all the leverage in our life, but we want to make sure it's the right stress and the right leverage for the right reasons. Think about that. <clears throat> we got to stop hanging on to the stuff that's not working for us, expecting it to change because it won't. It won't. And right now the universe God source is telling everybody in every part of the world, this is your opportunity. This is your opportunity to let go and surrender what is no longer working for you. You know, surrendering for me, having, you know, trying to prove people wrong or prove, prove people incorrect. That was something I surrendered years ago. I was, that was, I was brilliant at it. I could sit there and prove you wrong and I would make you feel like shit for it, but I would do it in such a kind way that you would appreciate it. But then I started realizing like, what, what happens when I make you feel wrong? And then you get defensive, you get reactionary, then you're going to come and bring something at me. And of course I'm going to buckle up and I'm going to figure it out. And it's all going to be for nothing because you're not going to get anywhere. I'm not going to get anywhere. And it's going to stress us both out. And we're going to walk away and we're going to go tell five, 10 people about the shitty, shitty, shitty situation we just had. And then guess what? Those people are going to bring up shitty situations and we're going to sit there and pontificate and think about it. Is that a good use of your time? Think about that. <clears throat> this is your last day on earth. Last day with your family. Last day with your friends. You want to spend five hours bitching about something that you have zero control over? It's like all these keyboard warriors out there. And trust me, I know a few of them very closely. Got to let go. You got to let go. And actually, there's something I wanted to do. And uh, I don't know. Let me think if I can do this. I wanted to read something to you. Uh, I'm going to try something. Real quick, I want to read something to you. Um, let's see, I don't, that's not going to have it. Um, uh, I want to read something to you. So I'm going to try to do this while I'm on the air. I, I really did want to read this. So, and I apologize, I was going to have this printed out ahead of time. So let's just see what happens here. Um, it was on my Facebook page, so I will tell you that. Uh, but I want to read that on the show because of it being on podcast. So here it is. Um, it was, I, I posted it yesterday and said, uh, it's basically a story. So I want to read this to you. So hopefully you'll be able to see this or see me talk. I'm reading it from Facebook. So <clears throat> here it goes. The donkey told the tiger, the grass is blue. And the tiger replied, no, the grass is green. The discussion became heated and the two decided to submit the issue to arbitration. So they approached the lion. As they approached the lion on his throne, the donkey, start, the donkey started screaming, Your Highness, Your Highness, isn't it true that the grass is blue? And the lion replied, If you believe it is true, the grass is blue. And the donkey rushed forward and continued, The tiger disagrees with me, contradicts me, and annoys me. Please punish him. And the king declared, The tiger will be punished within with three days of silence. And the donkey jumped with joy and went on his way, content repeating, The grass is blue, the grass is blue. The tiger asked the lion, your majesty, why have you punished me? After all, the grass is 
green. And the lion replied, you've known and seen the grass is green. The tiger asked, so why do you punish me? The lion replied, that has nothing to do with the question of whether the grass is blue or green. The punishment is because it is degrading for a brave, intelligent creature like you to waste time arguing with an ass. And on top of that, you came and bothered me with a question just to validate something that you already knew that was true. Ooh, yeah. The biggest waste of time is arguing with a fool and a fanatic who doesn't care about truth or reality, but only the victory of his beliefs and his illusions. Never waste time on discussions that make no sense. There are people who, for all the evidence presented to them, do not have the ability to understand. Others who are blinded by ego, hatred, resentment, and the only thing that they want to be right is be right even if they aren't. When ignorance screams, intelligence moves on. Ladies and gentlemen, when I read that, I was like, hell yes. Hell yes. Hell yes. Um, that is massive. It's on my Facebook page if you guys want to go steal it. Um, and uh, yeah, that really hit me upside the head. Not because I'm one of those people, but because I know so many people right now that that want to prove, let's just be honest, vaccinations don't work. Vaccinations are killing. Vaccinations are this. No. And then you got anti you got vaccinated people saying, hey, listen, I don't have the mumps, measles, or rubella. Uh, I don't have polio. Uh, vaccinations work pretty good. Everybody gets a flu shot every year. What's your fucking problem? And I got all sides and I, here's the proof. Here's the evidence. Here's what these people said. Here's what these people said. Uh, 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 uh. I'm going to prove you wrong. I'm going to prove you wrong. We're all right. The fuck is that? If you're doing that, stop that. I see that shit online and this is something I've had to surrender and I'm not sure how much, how good at I'm going to continue to be some days. Um, when I see that stuff, I literally just want to come unhinged. So I have to surrender that that person is not coming from a place about vaccinations or anything else. That person is coming from a different place emotionally and that it's, it's, it's about something that's from their childhood and from their past. This is, we're going to show you, we're going to come back and beat you. Yeah. You think about it. Can you hear the voices? Like little kid voices. I'm going to beat you. You're wrong. I'm going to tell my dad and I'm going to get a bunch of people over here and they're going to, they're going to show you. Hmm. Hmm. I don't even care if you change. I just want to come out here and tell everybody they're wrong. Hmm. What does that do? According to that thing too. Then you get group think. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. And then you go run over and tell everybody, oh, hey, here's all the people that think exactly like me. Hey guys, did you see all this? Did you see this? We should go get them. We should go get them. We're going to tell them we're going to be right. And they're going to be wrong. And they're going to be sorry. What fucking good does that do you? What good does that do you? What, what good does that do you? I would love to know. So again, surrender. Surrender to the need to be right all the time. How about just being happy? How about just saying, hey, listen, you know what? You and I disagree. It's a big disagreement, but guess what? I bet you on 98% of other things we talk about, we're probably fucking in line. We're probably in line, right? So this is coming from a place of where hurt people hurt people. So if you're one of those people, which I highly doubt because you watch the show, but if you are, surrender, surrender, let it go. Let people have their own choices and their own opinions and their own beliefs, because guess what it's doing is it's creating divides. It's creating divides. Families aren't even talking to each other. Fucking people aren't for what, for what you're not going to switch opinions. Of course. Yes. If you want to get into character, if you want to get into what their, what their, what their true morals and their ethics and their values are sure. You could probably go in there and pick those apart, but I guess you, I got, I'll tell you something. What are your morals and your values and your ethics? Are you, do you have them written down? Have you ever actually explored them to make sure that they're congruent with what it is that you're actually physically fucking doing? Have you? 
surrender, surrender, ladies and gentlemen, surrender the ego, surrender this, this false bravado that, that, that it's, that, that right is good and wrong is bad. You know, surrender that shit. How about we start healing each other, healing, healing ourselves, right? Part of the surrender aspect is like, who do I need to forgive? Ask yourself that question. Who could I forgive? And by which doing so would relieve a shitload of pressure and stress out of my life. Make me a happier person. Ooh, what happens when you're a happier person? You have better relationships. You have more clarity. You get shit done. You feel better. You wake up. You're healthier. You get more sleep. You, Yeah. When you're not carrying around a bunch of that shit that doesn't serve you. But again, we build up these identities. We built up these suits of armor. And I could easily do that. I could easily sit there and say, okay, ladies and gentlemen, my legacy says that Christopher Roush will fought for what was right and what was fair, risk for which that mattered. You know the story. So I could easily sit there and say, Chris, and I've had people approach me about this. I think I talked about it last week. I've had people approach me like, why aren't you more, um, more, um, what's not, I said divisiveness, but, um, why aren't you more, why don't you pick a side? You know, you, I, everybody has a side. Why don't you pick it? Why don't you stake your, your flag in the ground and say who this is, see what you believe, you know? And I say, you know what? That would be all great. And it would probably get me more fans, more followers. It would piss off some people that, that currently like me that aren't sure what I, what my beliefs are and that too. But Hey, guess what? Here's my, here's my goal. Here's my legacy fight for what's right. And what's fair. I believe that humanity, I believe that all of us are equal. I believe we're more the same than we are different. I don't care what fucking label you put on it. Tall, short, fat, gay, straight, whatever. We're all more the same than we are different. So here's something I have a challenge for you guys. If you're not talking to people who disagree with you, if you're not having an actual conversation with them, I invite you to do that this week and just ask them, what is your ultimate goal? What is your ultimate vision for what it is that you want? I want safety. I want prosperity. I want opportunity. I want fair, whatever it is, break it down. And it's probably going to be about the same stuff that all of us want, but we're just going about it in different directions. Why? Because we're, we're coming from a reactionary standpoint. We're coming back from all this stuff and repressed and suppressed this time. I'm going to let it out this time. I'm going to tell people what I think. But yet I ask people in your own home, do you tell your husband the truth? Do you tell your kids the truth? Do you tell your best friend the truth? Do you argue with them? Do you want them to be wrong? Oh no, I don't want to hurt their feelings. Oh, but you want to go hurt some strange people's feelings. Yeah, I'll just do that. And they're like, hmm, hmm, yeah, I get you. I get you. I get you. Um, let me check out some of these, some of, some of these comments over here. Appreciate you guys being in here. We've got Ray in the house. What's up, Ray? He said he was going to stop by. He said he was looking forward to this. He says, good evening, Misfits for Life. Good evening, Ray. Thank you for being here. Hope you're having a blessed evening and enjoying yourself out there. Uh, we've got Sandy Archer in the house. What's up, Sandy? Uh, says, this is the time. Yes. Well, thank you for being here and thank you for uh, for digging this message. If you guys dig this message, please share this out. I'm just going totally raw and unscripted. Uh, my intention is that you guys walk away. You feel a little shook. You feel a little rattled You take a look in the mirror, go stand in the mirror after the show and just look in your eyes and just say, Hey, listen, have I healed? Am I healing? Do I love myself? Yes or no. And if you struggle with that question and you struggle with the answer, then start doing work on yourself. And the first three things you could do, get some better rest, get some hydration, take care of your exercise. Just do those things. Just get a little bit more exercise, get a little bit more hydration, get some better sleep, start taking care of yourself, start focusing on you. Think about how much time you spend thinking about things you can't control and worrying about and, and, and keyboard worrying or whatever and researching things you cannot control. Oh yeah, because that defers me from things I can't control and I don't want to deal with those things. So I'm going to be over here doing these things saying that I don't have enough time to do those things because I'm worried about these things. What would life feel like if you just suddenly let it go? I'll give you an example. Um, probably about 10 years ago, 
I was a huge political junkie and I was a huge news junkie. I felt like I had to know everything. I felt I had to know. I felt like as long as I knew things, I could predict what it is that would happen. And then I could, I could find the solutions proactively. So I would not be stuck in those situations. Now, let me explain something to you. When I was that type of a personality, I was very successful, happy for the most part. Um, but if I was that person today, I would be fucking nuts because I would be trying to figure out all sorts of shit and going crazy and, and ruining my relationships, being a shitty dad and killing myself. Because I would want to know, I want to figure it out. What's, what's the truth. You know, I, I've had so many people tell me, this is the truth. This is the truth. I'm like, really? That, I've had 75 people tell me the other stuff's the truth. And they show me all sorts of figures. and fig What is the truth? Okay. Here's something I can surrender. I can surrender that the truth at this point in the game is questionable. So if it's questionable, maybe I'm not going to be so hard and committed on these, 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 these opinions that I have, not facts, on these opinions that I have. And so maybe what would life feel like if I woke up tomorrow and I no longer cared about this shit? I stopped watching the news and following politics. I kid you not. It was very, very awkward and uncomfortable for me. I felt like I was burying my head in the sand. I felt like the world was, the world was knowing and I was just now becoming stupid. Like, oh, did you hear this happen? Did you hear that one? Nope. No, I'm not. Who's that person? I don't fucking know. Who's that person? And guess what? I did a lot of shit today that I'm really proud of and I'm excited about because I'm not thinking about that shit anymore. I'm not jumping on the news and, and reading the headlines and going, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. The God's honest truth. I have been doing headline skimming and a little bit of reading lately because I've had a lot of people tell me stuff. And guess what? I've woken up with anxiety more times in the last couple of weeks than probably anytime I can remember. Cause I am sitting there, I got these things in my head, you know, what's going on with the Haitian refugees down in the, the border of Texas. And, oh my God, they spent, they spent the last 10 years of their life trying to get to that spot where they thought they were going to get in and, and America was going to be their, 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 their land. And then they got put on a plane and put back right back into the country that they'd left 10 years ago to try to get here. And then they have absolutely nothing in a land that has absolutely nothing. You know, I think about that. I think about Australia and the things that are going on there. I think about, you know, my friends and all their deaths and I think about their kids and that my friends that are going all this different stuff right? I got to surrender that life is happening. Life is happening for every single person, the way it is supposed to happen, the way that we can choose to respond to it so that we can learn and grow from it, not run away from it, not excuse it or blame it or anything else that we just surrender to the fact that we, us, we're responsible for what it is that we put in our brain. Here's another good book. Talk about this. Oh, what's in the title? What's in the title, ladies and gentlemen? I'm telling you, I could bring I could bring like five or six more books. The Surrender Experiment: My Journey into Life's Perfection. <sighs> yeah. So you guys have heard me talk about this. These are the two books. I'm kid you not. The Surrender Experiment. Was it? Yeah, the Surrender Experiment. There you go. And the Untethered Soul, both of them by Michael Singer. These books, and my coach, and the other books, are why I'm not a basket case. They are why I am not off the deep end telling people to go fuck themselves because they're stupid. And that again is my personality from way back when. And I can still be that person, but because I've got these tools in place, I can sit there and go, okay, Chris, no, 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 no. And I'm not always perfect. And I'm not guaranteeing you two weeks from now, I might not be that person because I'm on a journey. And maybe that's the person that I'm supposed to be. Maybe what it is that I'm doing right now is fighting and I'm suppressing that I don't want to be that person. And maybe someday I have to figure that out that that's the person you're supposed to be, Chris. So again, real world examples, real world thinking in my brain. Okay. What am I supposed to learn from this? Okay. Maybe I'm running for something. Maybe I'm still trying to be a people pleaser. I don't think so. 
I truly want to be the bridge for whoever is wrong or whoever's fucked up. I want to be that bridge to show my son, hey, listen, if you you disagree with people, even if you don't like people, you can still love people and be there for them when they crash. You can still be that bigger person and say, listen, I'm not going to say I told you so, but I'm going to be here to say, listen, let's work together. Let's understand each other better. That's what I want to be. But again, the journey can change. The journey can change. And I'm open to that because I surrender to that. I'm open to whatever is going to be is going to be. I didn't think I was going to be a dad. I really honestly never thought I was going to be a father. And when I talk to my son, I'm like, he goes, dad, dad. I'm like, son, it still feels weird. But I surrendered. I'm like, listen, Chris, you're going to be a great dad. You're not going to repeat the cycles of everything that you would been through when you were a kid. You're going to be a much better father. You know, you're not going to look at it as a regret. You're going to look at it as an opportunity to learn and grow and to be able to instill in that little soul what it is that you've learned and what you're passionate about it and guide them to become the person that they're going to become. Freaked the shit out of me. I was scared. I was like, oh my God, I'm successful. I have everything predictable. I'm, I'm a kid. Oh my God. It's been one of the best experiences of my life. I surrendered. I let go. I let go of that identity. I let go of that predictability. And guess what? More so than ever, I have lived my life. I have lived truly my life. I haven't predicted it. I haven't written it out. I haven't scripted it. I haven't, you know, all that other stuff that I used to do for that certainty. I roll with it. I roll with it. Let me catch some more of these conversations, more, more, some more of these, uh, these, uh, these comments. Thank you guys for being here. I'm just really passionate right now. So I just keep, uh, just keep, uh, rambling. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes, it does. It puts a wedge between people. Absolutely. Uh, also says, uh, start with what we have in common as human beings. Absolutely. I pick the side of humanity. Um, Deborah says here, she says, great advice. Ray saying teach. Ray is there. said it was teach. Um, yes. Uh, what do we have? We have here right here. Uh, I'm amazed as anyone as incredible. Christopher Roush is in bringing us these gems of wisdom on Facebook for free. <laughs> you are a sweetheart. No, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Ray saying here, Ron, amazing. Thank you. How long about, holy shit. I've already been going for 50 minutes. My son's in the bath right now. I did not think I was going to go for that long. Um, Susan's in the house. She says, what's up? She says, have a great night. I have to go to sleep soon. Thank you, Susan, for being here. I send my love to you. Thank you. Got Larry Snyder. Larry's in the house. What's up? Rockstar. I thank you. I thank you for being here. Um, so listen, listen, I, in the interest of time, because I do have to go get my son and I promised him a, a, a fun evening after this. Um, I would love to know in the comments, especially what this, what this brings for you. What does this bring for you? This was raw and unscripted. This was completely right off the cuff and thinking about what I wanted to do tonight was again, like I said, at the top of the show, I want you to walk away from this conversation thinking, what is one aspect? What is one area? What is one subject, one person? What is it that I can surrender that by which doing so when I wake up tomorrow morning, I'm going to feel lighter. I'm going to feel less than the need to be right. I'm going to not be, be less than the need to be in control. And that I'm going to understand and go with the flow of what it is that's happening in life. Because think about it again, going back to the kids, think about the kids. I go back to the kids because we're all little kids inside. Trust me. I see it all the time. When we were kids, were we worried about anything else besides what we were doing in that moment and if we were enjoying it or not? No, we were going on that. And guess what? We were happy. And guess what? We were collaborative. And guess what? The world was a better place because we had opportunity. We didn't have fear. We had exploration. We had discovery. We learned. Oh my God, did you know what I learned in school today? Think about that. How many times do you talk to people in life? What did you learn today? No, most people sit there and when they talk, they bitch, piss, and moan. 
Oh, you got that. Oh, then we do the one-upsman game. Oh, you think you got that? Then I got this and I got this. People ask me all the time, like, oh, how's it going for you, Chris? I'm like, I could easily bitch about 25 things, but I don't. I'm like, I woke up today. My son's healthy, alive. I got electricity. I got running water. I can breathe without any tubes in my chest. Um, I have technology. I can connect with people. I have food in my refrigerator. I have kitty cats. I have cat litter. I have, yeah, I could easily sit there and tell you guys, oh, I have this and I have this and this is going on or whatever. But man, life is beautiful. Life is truly beautiful because when you take away something from the life that you have right now and you realize that, you know, that it's gone, that regret, that pain, that space, that emptiness has to be filled by something. It has to be filled by love because it can't be filled by fear. So what it is, you have to start loving yourself more. You have to start loving opportunities more. You have to start loving life more. I stop and I feel the wind on my skin and I feel the breeze. And that's something I never took time for. You, What the fuck are you breeze shit, man. I got shit to figure out. I got stuff to do. And again, I was successful for a long time until God universe source said, no, Chris, you're going to slow down. And I'm so glad that I did. And I'm so glad that I've learned these lessons. And it's crazy half the time when I talk how much different I am than I was five, 10 years ago. It's crazy. I mean, I'm still the same person, but I'm so different and I'm not willing to sacrifice or compromise my integrity or my morals or my values anymore to make somebody else happy. I'm not willing to do that. I'm going to surrender whatever it is that I need to do. And I'm going to surrender people. I've surrendered relationships this year that I thought were going to be fucking lifetime. This year, I was like, no, whatever, dude, go do your thing. It's called cool. I surrender. I don't, I'm not going to take it personal. I'm going to, I'm going to sit there and look at it as an opportunity. I, that wasn't supposed to happen because I know something else is going to happen. But so often we look, that didn't happen. That didn't happen. What happened? What I do? 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 How about just surrendering? Go, that person might be on a totally different journey now. It's okay. You go rock your journey. I'm going to go do mine. I'm going to pick up. I'm going to go. I'm going to skip. I'm going to put some music on. I'm going to enjoy my day. I'm going to fight. I'm going to write down what I'm grateful for. I'm going to write down what my intentions are. I'm going to journal. Journal, guys. Come on. So many people don't want to journal. I don't have time. I don't know what to say. I do it and nothing comes out. Journal until you fucking start writing and journal, 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 and start letting your, your emotions go. Start free writing. You know, if you need to go see professional help, go see a therapist, go see a psychiatrist, go get on medication, whatever it might be for you. You know, go do some, go do some hallucinetics, hallucinogenics. I've started to get into that too. Tried a little bit of uh, different uh, modalities and I'm looking for stuff that I can do again, because I'm on that constant growth to release whatever it is in me that I don't know about. Cause I know I still got shit buried, but so I've looked at doing um, mushrooms. I've looked at doing um, actually acid. I've looked at doing um, ayahuasca. I've, I've already done um, uh, the frog poison, uh, Cambo. I already did that. That was a trip. Um, so I am constantly looking for whatever the next thing might be to unlock that. Do I want to be high on acid? Do I want to be high on mushrooms? Fuck no. I want to do a little microdose. But if it's if there's something in there that can unlock something that I've trapped in my brain that's not working in my best interest, bring it bring it. And that's what I want to impart upon you guys. Would it be uncomfortable and painful, whatever it might be? Sure. But guess what? On the other side of it, I'm going to go, what would have taken me five years just took me two hours or five hours or whatever it might be. So again, I am committed to that progress and I hope you guys are committed to it too. If you're struggling, please reach out. I'll give you a complimentary coaching session. We'll take whatever it is that you've got that you need to release and surrender. We'll work through that. We'll work through the perceptions and the perspectives and the expectations that you have about those situations. We will shift them. That's my gift to you guys because you are always here. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. So if you got value out of the show, please go share that. If, if you're not already on my YouTube page, I would love for you to go there, be on the YouTube page. You can find all these links, everything else on my website, ChristopherRoush.com.
R-A-U-S-C-H. Please go visit ChristopherRoush.com. Uh, it's my baby. I've got more stuff coming up there. We got a group coaching program. If you're interested in that, we got that coming up here in October, November. It's going to be launching pretty soon designed for us to get prepared before 2022 hits so we can have a kick-ass 2022 yes ray thank you very much ray brother he says right there ww comma christopherrash.com i'm just fucking with you uh yes 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 uh i appreciate every each and every one of you guys you're welcome robert i appreciate and love you um uh, all of you beautiful people um you guys are just amazing deborah up here is sharing let's check this out she says my biggest takeaway is that i don't need validation i don't need to care about what people think or worry about what they are thinking Ladies and gentlemen, Deborah, let's give it up for Deborah. Yeah, let's give it up for Deborah. I, awesome, Deborah. You've never had a coaching session with me, so you have one coming up whenever you need it. Uh, it's just my way of giving back. It's not sales. It's not anything else. It's just my way of meeting guys and talking and connecting. So please go connect with one another. Go connect with yourself. Go love yourself. Go out there and be the change that you bitch about. Let's all help heal humanity. I love you guys. And whatever I can do to support you, please, please, please always know that I'm here for you and with you, whether it's on the walk and talks, whether it's on the posts, whatever it is, I want you to know that I'm right by your side, no matter what it is that you're going through or growing through. That's my promise. That's my commitment to you guys. I love you. Go out and have an awesome week. And I will see you next time here on the Ron and Scripted Show. Again, every Tuesday, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, we are here. Go check us out on the podcast, anywhere podcasts are at, the Ron and Scripted Show. Love you guys. Have an awesome week, and we'll see you next time. Peace.